0: We live. What's what's up, everybody? AOS Podcast. This is episode number 10. We hit double digits. Want to appreciate everybody that's been rocking with us these past 10 episodes. And this show, you know, like the other ones, we we got some heat and and we're going to follow a similar thing. We've been bringing on some guests uh, because we we didn't graduate to that status now that we got guests. So, again, if you're a first time listener of the AOS Podcast, want to welcome you. All of our uh, consistent listeners, uh, appreciate you and love you. Again, follow us on Twitter at the AOS Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the AOS Podcast. And like our Facebook page, the AOS Podcast. So we're going to have a great show tonight. Episode 10, this is a principal support system. So again, you know, we're we're all three principals. And one of the most important things is is the support system. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So we each have brought a teacher on. I got two more coming, but we have one on us with us now. We're going to get things going. So, as we always start off, we'll start off with uh, introduction. so I go first. Uh, it's been a good week, but they shut us down. Marion County uh, in Indianapolis is shut down, so beginning November 30th, all schools will be going virtual, so we're closing out this week, but I'm appreciative. We got 13 weeks in with my kids in the building. We didn't have no positive cases from staff to kids to anybody that we know as far as families, so just blessed for that. And- we're going to do this virtual learning thing for five weeks and then we'll be back in January. I have faith. So it's like that we're going to end the week off in a,
1: in a good note. So, uh, ball,
0: how's it been, man? Yep. What's going on out there in the county?
1: It's good and it's good and busy. Uh, we just pretty much got into the uh, highest category uh, as far as cases go. So we're in the purple for California. Our our county is, which basically means um, we're, we're close to to shutting down, if you will. Um, It's been pretty crazy because over the last week we had families declare, because we've been in remote, we had them declare whether or not they want their students to return to school in a hybrid format or stay remote. so it's been a lot of heavy lifting with that over the last week and getting numbers and things like that, and then just preparing for coming back January. But with the cases of COVID going up, You know, there's lots of questions out there. What what is it going to look like? Are we going to come back in January? Um, So, you know, just been been managing the expectations of my staff, of my parents, of students, and uh, but you know, making it, making it. I'm happy to be back on a Wednesday with the fellas.
0: Absolutely. Hey, real quick, both y'all. First of all, Happy Veterans Day. Want to say that to y'all again, and then, Ball, Happy Founders Day, brother.
1: Thank you, appreciate it. You know, um, the greatest fraternity.
0: Why did I even do that? Uh, Omega, that,
1: appreciate appreciate you, Omega Sci Phi Fraternity Incorporated, celebrating 109 years of existence uh, this uh, yesterday on Wednesday. So uh, it's, it's it's good.
0: There
2: you
1: go. I'm up in the videos.
0: <laughs> uh, there, G- hey, uh,
2: happy get. Hey, happy YouTube man. Hey. Doc man, what what's up, dog? Man, what, oh. How been, man? <laughs> uh, first off, you know, happy Founders Day to Unc and uh and Bob man. Uh, big one hundred nine. So, uh, man, my, my, my week is uh it's been up and down. I Have some car issues this morning, uh, but we got that worked out. My staff, it was crazy though like, we had principals check in on Wednesday morning, so I'm at home and they thought I was quarantined. I was like, Nah, y'all, this is my swan song. I can't do it no more. I quit. Uh, but then <laughs> but then I shut up the building. But hey, just on the COVID thing. It, it, it's crazy, man. Like I said, um our, our county um and the mayor of Kansas City came out and put in some more restrictions, um, limited the number of restaurants, you know, large gatherings and things like that there. Uh the funniest thing, you know, bars and stuff are now closing like at 10 o'clock at night. And uh I seen a meme last night that just made me, you know, crack up laughing said, and it said, Remember that one time we all got COVID, but we made it in the house by 9:59 p.m. Uh so uh, like ten o'clock really means something. So, uh, but overall, man, it's, it's been a good week so far. Uh, we had conferences last week. I, I got some eye-opening um, things jumping into a lot of conferences and just hearing some conversations with parents and uh, and, and teachers. Um, we did that last week, and you know now we're we ready for Thanksgiving, man. A week from tomorrow, we're we ready to to get our grub on. So, and I'm excited about this show. It's, it's, it's I think, and uh, make sure you stay tuned. Final thoughts.
0: Uh oh. Uh-oh. So, so that, that, that he already set up with final thoughts. So again, this show is about principal supports. And right now we have two of the three teachers that be joining us uh, with us. So before we get started, we want to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. So introduce who you are, what you teach or what your role is in education and maybe say something nice about your your principal. Uh, so let's start with Miss uh, <laughs> Johnson there. Introduce yourself. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. I'm Diane Johnson. I'm an eighth grade ELA teacher here at Grandview Middle School, and it is so easy to find something really nice to say about Dr. Smith. Um, I'm going to focus on his support. It has been like no other principal that I've worked for in previous years ever.
0: Appreciate that. Shout out to the ELA teachers. I saw seventh and eighth grade ELA myself, so much love to that. uh, Mr. Mr. Kenny, welcome to the show. Uh, introduce who you are, what you what your role is, and say something nice about your principal.
4: Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm Kenny Kahn. Uh, I'm an assistant principal over at Montecito High School in Danville, California, in the same district as uh, Principal Ball. And uh, we actually both got our start in the same year as VPs. Um, he he made that rapid ascension to the uh, role of principal of school leader, uh, you know, head honcho. Um, while I'm in my fifth year as the VP um, at one of our comprehensive high schools at 2,500. Um, great respects for, for Mr. Ball right there. I know he's doing some tremendous work at the middle school level. Um, and I'd like to think that we partner with that full kind of range of secondary schooling. So just real proud of uh, being a member of this conversation and community. Um, and I've, I've been on your, I've, I've watched your show before. So just happy to be here.
2: Uh, can, I, can I jump in real quick? I know we got some questions at the top, but Kenny K, uh, your time is coming, bro. Just wait on it. But since you are AP, there's some things that I just dealt with with some AP stuff. I want to ask you, what do you believe your, the role of an AP is? Mm, that's a good question. Yep. Yeah.
4: Well, if you look at it from one end, you could be perceived as the lowest level manager at a school site or, or within the district. On another level, I'd like to think like an assistant coach on a, on a, in, a, in a program on a team, that you're also a, a coordinator of, of, a, of a particular program. So being able to be assigned, perhaps, you know, a variety of things. I happen to work with the CTE program, our, our health science program, our physical education and our science departments. I also happen to be over athletics and AP testing facilities. The list could go on and on. Um, I'm your go get it. I'm the I'm the person that that, that shows the, the quick, rapid results. Um, and I think most importantly, uh, the work is authentic and it's not just killing drill. It's it's you're showing the elbow grease day in and day out you're modeling for those department chairs you're modeling for for the other persons on campus who are watching to show that you're ultimately the greatest support system that they got and for, you know for anything on the periphery you if you don't know it you're going to find out about it you're going to find somebody else who can do it um you're the you're the, you're the utility belt the util, you know the you know you, you just do you, you give it everything you got and you got to be authentic most importantly you got to give them a timeline of, of when you can get back to them.
2: Can you speak to a little bit um, about because you said you're in year five, correct? As AP, yeah. Talk a little bit about how things look different in year five as opposed to year one, as far as as you having voice on the leadership team in your building. Uh,
4: you know, you didn't know the ball from the bounce. Uh, I was an English teacher before I, I came to being, you know, an administrator. I was a football. Let's go. You know, <laughs> I, was a, I was a football coach, um, and I was assigned the science department. Right, so you could imagine I had to walk into a class of, or a group of colleagues who had just, you know, an immense plethora, you know, of just content knowledge that I didn't, but I knew instructional strategies. So what was, what was going to be my aim is to help as much as possible with instructional strategies. I think also on, the, on on another level, I came from a graduate program that are really focused on next generation science standards. So bringing what I knew about that and experts, right, because I'm not an expert, but I know some experts who can come in and help with maybe a one day or, a couple of periodic PDs and also partner with some of our colleagues on campus and also then identify those maybe new science teachers who are maybe fresh out of the teaching programs who are just recently kind of you know immersed in the next generation science standards you know uh, curriculum that they're going to be able to come in and use those discourses as well so it's often empowering others but you know partnering in a a way that they know hey I got your back you got mine. but most importantly you know we got work to do and so again I think it's about uh leading with humility if anything um i think in year i think in year 5 you've built the institutional knowledge the relational trust um and then you can start challenging people in ways that perhaps they didn't see coming year 1 to 2 year 3 by if, if by your 3rd year you're not making some systemic you know change or school reform hey, that's okay um you might not be cut out for it you know in the, in the long run but the reality is uh change is is inevitable right it's the only constant um, and outside of time, being the only undefeated champion, you, you know, you you, you, you know, uh, we have finite time to make, you know, immense school change, especially right now. Yeah. As we've seen in the last 12 months what change looks like. So
2: you know, shout out. I was I was gonna say, shout out to you being an instructional leader, man. I, I love that. Man, part. Of it. Shout out to that, absolutely.
0: bro. Even absolutely. teachers dominate. T. Will, what up? <laughs> you muted.
5: Hey, how y'all what doing? What, what, up? what up?
0: So, uh. Willis, but just briefly introduce mm-hmm. yourself, um, what your role is, and then say something nice about your principal, which would be...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I might I'm
5: Sierra. Willis, I've been teaching for about nine years now, and I've had experience in public school. Um, just growing up, my mother was a teacher, 40 years, retired from IPS. I was that rebellious child who was always out of school, so I couldn't stay at home by myself. I had to go to work with my mother. So... I grew up um, not knowing that she was conditioning me for my future, but that's the best teacher I know. Shout out to Mrs. Sanders. Um, But from there, you know, I went to charter school and I'm at Tenley, love it. I am a student currently at Indiana Wesleyan University. So 2022, I will be walking across that stage. I look forward to that. But my principal, yeah, he's cool, you know, dope, Mr. McGuire, uh, been there for two years at Summit and Summit is like a family, you know, so that's kind of what- gravitated me to you know sticking with it and and being down with summit and the tently family just the whole community aspect of it
0: absolutely east side of that. yeah all day <laughs> all right uh so I, I take the first question so we're gonna go rotation so this is for each of the panelists so we'll go in order uh ms johnson uh kenny and then tia we'll go in that order so the first question is what advice would you give to school leaders in trying to win over staff from a teacher standpoint so from your standpoint what do we need to do as principals to, uh, to win over staff?
3: From a teacher's perspective, um, I think one of the most important things, if not the most important thing, is understanding the dynamics. The um, the different layers within the staff and understanding how the content is going to roll out. Um, so, for instance, Dr. Smith is a math guy, but at the time he met with us in the ELA department for the first time. He knew what our power standards were. He could speak to them as far as priorities and where we were deficit. And I feel like he had a really good understanding of the dynamics of the staff. And I think before coming in and making many changes, um, having your finger on that pulse is crucial.
4: I guess I'll you go next. Yourself, uh, you. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm just going to always put out there, uh, you know, whether you call it winning others over or being uh, able to read the room, having the emotional acuity to hear and see your new colleagues because you are new and many of them aren't. Um, and most importantly, they have a vision or an idea of what that school or what that climate and that culture has been and will continue to be. And so, you know, it's kind of that in order to, you know, go along, you got to get along. You you have to be a participant in part of that culture. It doesn't mean that you are 100% espoused to it or are going to immerse yourself fully in it, but there's an opportunity for you to grow within that because at the end of the day, you're representing that school as much as they are. And so be a connector, right? Be an active listener. Um, and more importantly, instead of delegate or constantly, you know, direct, again, partner, partner, collaborate right um and show up when they don't expect you to in a way that feels both supportive as well as on the on the receiving end that they're inviting you in right so it doesn't always feel like it's a a formal observation or you know or you're are t- you coming in with a notebook and you're checking a box no you're coming in because you want to be an active participant in the learning environment you're showing up to that extra co-curricular activity because you just had it 5 minutes in you know in your calendar and why not walk by just to say hello and acknowledge the extra work that they're doing to go above and beyond, you know, in the service of our kids.
5: Okay, so I feel like that's, you know, the win you over kind of deal. Um, I don't want my leader to win me over. I need you I need you to win my respect. Um, I'm not looking for a friendship. Like, you know, that part is a cherry on top, but display those leadership skills that I need as the teacher, um, And show us what what it is to be like, how we should carry ourselves in the classroom or in the building or deal with parents, especially now when you have a lot of first year teachers coming in. You know, you need to be that representation. So I need to see that strength, you know, so that the rest of the staff can follow suit into that strong leader. So that's what it is for me.
2: I got a follow up to that um for for all three of y'all because i think sometimes as leaders we feel like we have to have all the answers so and when they when you don't have the answer you feel like you lose respect from your staff or the people that are under you and um you know kenny k talked about showing up in a way that they don't expect it to so when when you go to your leader and they say i don't know or give me some time to figure it out does how do how do you take that does that cause you to have less respect for them or more respect because we have some leaders out there listening that have a problem with that
3: Um, For me, I am going to respect someone a lot more if they aren't just speaking off the cuff all the time. And if they're taking the time to research the question that I have asked them um, and come back with a solid answer, I would rather wait and get a quality response that's going to be impactful than to get an immediate response because they think that I think that they need to have all of the answers in order to be an effective leader.
4: I'm just gonna always put out there. Um, I, th- I think it's a combination of both. It's the immediate response and communication, and I, I and I think as I mentioned before, the timeline. If I tell you, hey, I don't know, but I'm gonna get back to you in 24 hours, or hey, I'm gonna CC so and so, who I know has a little bit more, you know, um, expertise in this in this area. Um, let's 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 check in with them as well. But again, timeline. Hey, let's let's try to wrap this up within 48 hours. Hey, you know what? It's the weekend. It's a Friday. I don't know for sure. But first thing Monday, I'm going to I'm going to hop in after our admin meeting and we're going to and we're going to find out a little bit more information about this. Again, it's just actively communicating and letting people know, hey, it's, it's not something that's put on the back burner and, and we're going to continually revisit until we find the resolve and the solution that, that we need.
5: So well, I understand that my leader is human, just like me. So, you know, there are going to be times they don't have the answer right in and there when I need it, um, but just keep that that gap of communication closed or open, you know, fill that in and let me know here and there, I am checking on that or I'm waiting for a response or waiting for an answer, but I'm not looking to hold you accountable like, hey, you're supposed to have these answers because you're the leader and the principal of this building.
1: Thank thank you all so much for, for joining us. I'm, I'll take the next question if that's cool, fellas. Um, appreciate all all your responses to, to that question because you know I, I think you know we're trying to learn, uh, just like we're trying to help everyone else learn, and to get your perspective is really important to us. So so thanks again for joining us. So you know one of the things that I, I pulled up and, and found this meme that says leaders add value when they have value. Um, you all were asked on here because your principal or whoever you work with identified you as a key support to them or to your uh, to your site. Um, so, what was it uh, that helped you buy into the vision of your principal? Who, Miss Kiara, you gonna start first for us, please?
5: Sure. Okay. So, what brought me into McGuire, uh, the principal at Tinley Summit? was again, the community aspect. So I'm a firm believer in the African proverb of it takes a village to raise a child. When I got there, I saw his relationship with the parents and the scholars. So I saw that that pyramid was solid. Like, you know, though, that tribe relationship was great. Um, That's what sold me. And just to see how real he was with his staff and how open, you know, he was to, to bring us in and made sure that he built a relationship within the, his employees, you know, so we all were, you know, cool with each other. We had a great relationship. Even if we had friction, there was nothing that you could tell, you know, coming in, but it was, it it was good. The community aspect for Summit is, is awesome.
0: And we had some friction. (laughs) We did.
5: (laughs) We were solid though.
4: I'm just going to put out there, uh, you know, Mr. Ball and I, we are the, the two African-American administrators in our district. Um, in a predominantly white and, and Asian suburban uh, school landscape and, and, and community. And while there is, you know, a black and brown population, um, it is on the small margin. And so I think in many ways, we both kind of have a calling to show up in ways that uh, whether or not it's uh, other duties as assigned in our in our contracts or not, we, we, we do nonetheless. And I think um, that all, you know, the, the simple term that I could, not simple, but complex term that one can think of is just being versatile, being able to show up in a variety of capacities. I may have been an English teacher, but I was a football coach. I was a restorative justice coordinator. I was a school and climate coordinator. I was going to my admin program while I was still making sure I was doing after school tutoring for tier, tier two and tier three intervention. Why? Because all of those play a part in how I grow as, a, as an educational professional. And again, I can't, expect kids to learn. If I don't model that love of learning, I can't expect other teachers to buy into the leadership that I want to have. If they don't see me you go grinding and succeeding, but also sometimes falling flat on my face and picking myself back up right, and having to go right back at it again. So um, again, I think it's just that combination of all of that, being being versatile, being real, but also recognizing you don't have all the answers and that's okay too. We're all a work in progress. And so let's model that.
3: Um, Dr. Smith came into our our building with a very, very clear vision, and so not only did he have the vision, he trained us to where we could um, implement the different pieces of that vision, and it was very focused, and I felt like as a, as a district, I mean, as a building, we were very focused and not all over the place with 100 different initiatives, and for him to provide the training, the time to develop um, the techniques and strategies that he wanted to see and giving us the resources. I mean, it's not a here's a rock and a stick, go teach the kids. It is um, true support and scaffolding so that, um, you know, he came in as a stranger to most of us and with his very well-defined vision. And then I have learned more under His leadership probably than I've learned in the previous 13 years of education before I worked for him. Um, His training, I got to observe him with the new teachers, and I think all of our new teachers last year returned. um, And to see their development opportunities is not something I had seen from a principal before. So that was my first hint that, you know, this is going to work, this is a great fit, and we're going to do. some really important work under his leadership. Um, But he didn't just throw out an idea and then cross his fingers and hope that we understood what he was talking about. He was very purposeful and helping to direct us into the direction of what his vision is.
0: Ms. Johnson, I got a follow up question for you. So we be teasing Doc because, because he always got all these goodies and and these activities. So here's what I want to know. Here's what the people really want to know. Whose ideas are those? Because I know it ain't his. So oh. tell the truth. Don't listen. It's okay. You don't. Have, whose ideas are they? Because I know it ain't his. He's not coming up.
1: We got your. We, we got, got your back, Ms. He's not got the
0: creative.
2: Miss Johnson. Hold on. on Miss Johnson. Go go ahead and show him what you got, got today. Go ahead and show not him not what you got today. Creative.
0: I, I ain't trying show to hear it. that man. I don't, listen. <laughs> 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 don't, am I lying? Man, this ain't don't him. Be coming for me. He ain't coming up with. <laughs> Check, Check this out!
2: Look at what? that! That's Hold for, the, that's for that my building closer. leadership team. Bring A little something for them. Man, yeah, what's this?
0: Man. Hold on! Yeah, there bring, we go. Uh,
1: there you go. Okay.
3: Doc, <laughs> doc, <laughs> yep.
1: nah, you get me. You getting Oh, never mind. I, I won't. I won't go there. But you, you know,
3: always surprising us with. Um, it seems like it's what we need at the moment. It's very intuitive.
2: Man, you know right. what? that's what's up that's what's up hey, hold on for real let me let me let that's me, me let me be 100 with it 100 with it so i would say 80 percent of the ideas are mine but the execution is oh. all my administrative assistant miss sadler my secretary is the bomb diggity she like I, i'll come up with like hey i want to do this and she if i come up with i want to do seven she takes it to 20. like so she is the one that's making the execution like you know this friday coming up is final friday it's final friday so y'all got to wait and see on twitter what final friday brings this month at gms
0: man uh, and mama toya i don't have an inside voice willis can tell you i ain't got no inside voice i don't have a switch
2: it's like it's it's <laughs> 10. <laughs> so, uh, so rolling on to the next day like I said, I, i'm loving this energy our last show i was loving the energy on there so it's, it's good having guests we going to probably find a way to keep this going but uh in our current state of education you know we're talking about support systems for principals but support systems have to be reciprocal it has to be a reciprocal relationship so i'm going to ask all three of you what do you feel that teachers need right now from their leaders to feel supported
5: for me i need from my leader i need what my children need so give me the supplies the materials and if the budget is not right, or if it is, you know, help bring in the staff to support the children that need that, the the counselors or the the social workers, you know, things of that sort. And, um, you know, I've been in classrooms before where I've sent children to the office to get a box of tissue and they're like, oh, we don't have any tissue. And I'm like, dang, you know, something that simple, you know, that we need in the classroom so that the children, we can function in the classroom, we can manage the classroom, you know. Um, And secondly is kind of, you know the the teachers who are well seasoned and and they they got this down packed it's kind of like you know let them teach because not always is it the script and uh the plan that you get in front of you you know they to me in my opinion are not always the only experts you know when it is to delivering the lesson to children so if you know that that teacher is delivering that lesson those children are learning the data is proving it them going, and let them be themselves
4: in that classroom. I'm going to share consistent recognition, affirmation, uh, and time. Time right now is of the essence because um, in last spring, at least in our district, to move to full remote so abruptly, um, there wasn't a lot of room for grace, uh, whether it was to fall or get back up with it. Um, I think over summertime and into where we are currently, our teachers have done a phenomenal job with remote teaching and learning um and then as we just as uh, principal ball already shared we're we're now declaring our, our families are declaring whether or not they will remain remote for the remainder of the school year or come into a hybrid where they would attend school for in person for two for uh, two days a week um and that's going to ask for a lot of shift and change for our teachers once again and so what type of time professional development um, new tech tools so a lot of this conversation around video conferencing what is that what does that look like per department you know per course or grade level um how is it different from an in-class experience versus maybe like a physical education experience um all those types of changes are we giving our teachers the time and the supports in order to feel confident in what they do whether you're a new teacher or a veteran teacher you just want to feel confident right the proper preparation prevents poor performance
3: I think our needs this year obviously have changed dramatically from previous years, except perhaps the end of last year. Um, of course most of us have a need to feel safe. I I think that goes without saying with the COVID, um, with the virus and all, but not getting in the way of what we're here to do of our purpose. Um, you know, our purpose is to move kids and the whole time factor is so much different this year than it was prior to. And I need to know that um, my time is being taken into consideration because at the end of the day, it impacts my delivery to the students. And so keeping, knowing what we're here for and not detracting from that with unnecessary um, meetings and unnecessary busy work. Just because we've done it year after year after year does not mean that it is going to work this year. And so um, there are some, distra- can I say this? There are some distractors outside of the building. Um, I'm just going to say it. Um, some distractors outside of the building that are um, kind of being a roadblock to us achieving our, our purpose for why we're here. And so I think knowing that um we we're all going in the same direction and not interrupting what the teachers are doing making sure that every minute is used wisely be it for a meeting or planning or grading um that's what i think teachers need
2: so so, so that I- go ahead Doc. go ahead go. yep because the one thing that i heard over and over again i've seen it tick through all the comments is that gift of time. So as leaders are out there listening, please don't underestimate that. I'm just going to give you a quick story. Um, Last week we were doing, uh, no, the week before last, we were in the quarter and we were supposed to have a PD. Um, We were supposed to have a PD that we were supposed to do. And I was like, you know what, teachers need time to get grades, anything like that. So I just made the announcement, hey, we're going to move the PD till next week. And before I got from the main office back to my desk, I had at least 15 emails from teachers saying, thank you. Thank you. Just, just that gift of time. And, and that don't cost nothing to a leader. That don't cost you a dime to give teachers time and uh what like one of the uh kind said protecting that instructional time in the classroom making sure we aren't doing you know pulling kids out for reasons they don't need to be pulled out which is kind of difficult now with everything going on but that gift of time is very important and you kind of see that coming through in the comments all over the place
0: absolutely and miss johnson hit on something that's one of our questions i'm gonna jump to it now because i think it, it just ties in so We're going to turn this into a little panel discussion. so Because this is the realest ad movie. This is episode 10 of the AOS podcast. And so we get things real. So we're about to get real. Everybody gave their nice answers. Ms. Johnson kind of got things going when she used the word distractor. So now now you got us going. So now we're about to go there. Because I am going to be the shit starter. And I'm going to be the one who uh, is going to put his job on the line. No, I'm just playing. Well, kind of. But here's the question. And this is true. So, Ms. Johnson, I'm going to have you go first because I think this is where you were going. So what does support look like from central office leaders for principals during this time? Because I know as a principal, listen, I love our network team, but sometimes I need you to do network things and stay out the building. So, like, I need you to not be in this Kool-Aid. Stir your own Kool-Aid. Drink your own stuff. Let me do this. And sometimes because you're not there day in and day out, they can get in the way of what's happening in the day-to-day building. And they pulling me away from where I should be with my teachers and with my kids. So what, what are you all's thoughts when you think about whether it's a network, like we're at a charter school or a, or a bigger district, like you guys are at, what does that central office support look like? What should it look like for principals?
3: Um, central office should have a primary goal of not making their building principals job more difficult. Um, having um, Central office needs to have relationships with the teachers so that the building principles are not perpetually put in the middle to justify decision. Oh, oh I'm that's a go. word. That's a word. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So that's the the word. Have to justify um, every single decision that um, maybe flies in the face of what the teachers are expecting to happen. and so. Um, there's a fine line between having relationships with teachers and getting in there and messing with that in a way that's not helpful. But, um, you know, I feel like right now building leaders are very much caught in the middle and they've got the teachers over here and they've got their boss over here and, and they're between a rock and a hard place. And so central office should be taking the same approach with principals that the principals are taking with the teachers, what do you need? How can we frame this so that it is um, more compatible to what you're trying to do? Okay, I'm done.
0: Preach that.
2: Preach that, please. Preach that. Tiara, can you, what's I guy? I'm just up there. So so she, she made a great point where, And there was an article that I read a few weeks ago, and I wish I'm gonna go back and try to find it, but basically it's called the principal squeeze, where you're being squeezed from the central office side, and then you're being squeezed from the principal. Like you're trying to basically juggle all these balls at the same time. But what's something that you said, Dave, that I think is that, you know, that whole don't come get in my Kool-Aid, you know, it's fine if you wanna be in the Kool-Aid when we're making the Kool-Aid, but don't come after the Kool-Aid's making, trying to change the flavor when it's already been made.
0: Right. That's the
2: issue. That's the issue I got. It's cherry. Stick with it. My, my bus is already going to Chicago. Don't come here and tell us we're going to, to New York now. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you know my bus is going to Chicago, you should be saying, hey, here's something on the gas money. How can I support you to get you to where your staff is trying to go? You know, and I feel like they do a good job in some areas. But then sometimes and this is I, I'm not going to steal my final thought. Sometimes central office. Cake to parents too much.
5: Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh oh, mm. Uh oh. So, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> TR T- Kenny, I mean, what, what's your thoughts? And, and, you know, obviously, you know, the central office, we need them for certain things. But what's your thought on how they should be supporting how as we're going? Like sometimes they can get in the way and impede the progress that's happening at the school.
5: Yeah, like you said, we need them for certain things. So since you guys are higher up and you are, you know, you got all the connects, then You should be asking the principal, what do you need? Because I know these people and I have access to this and, you know, I can get us here. Just tell me what you need for your school individually. Like you said, we may be a network, but our school may not service the same type of children at the other school in the network. So your your styles and and your your teachings that you want us to put upon them are not going to work for our children. So you need to be asking us, what do we need? what fits our students, and how we can succeed with their help. What can I get for that's you? That's right, because our east side is different than the east side. Definitely. <laughs> Kenny, Ball. what's,
0: what's your yeah, thoughts on that?
1: I, I think that, that, is, that point is, is so real where, you know, we're at a, we're in a big district uh, mm-hmm. with 34 schools in the district, and, tr- and there's a, a, a stark difference between the south side and the north side of our district, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really interesting when the district office centralizes, you know, how things are gonna run and things like that, but it doesn't quite fit what we need. Mm-hmm. And so that that's difficult. And, and and I had a conversation with someone last week about um, or a couple weeks ago about you know the folks in the district office. Those are all folks that are used to being leaders. Mm-hmm. And now they're all together and there's there's miscommunication up at the district office, you know, quite often because everybody's used to being in charge. They used to run in their own building. And it's really difficult for them to have that perspective of, yeah, we're trying to do the best for everyone, but at the same time providing that autonomy. I I give it up to a lot of our our, our mm-hmm. district staff. They do a, a lot of, you know, communicating with us as, as site principals, but it's a challenge. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a challenge. I wish it were more decentralized but it is what it is. And we've yeah. got some competing, uh, Kenny can speak to it. We've got some competing interests yeah. within, within our district. But also,
2: I think with that ball though, and I, and I feel like we've had this conversation before as building leaders, we try not to forget what it was like to be in the classroom. When we're mm-hmm. making decisions, we're always trying to right. make decisions with what it was like to be that teacher in the classroom. And I think sometimes central office people forget to be what it was like at the building. And I think mm-hmm. that's where some of that disconnect is happening because th- you may make a decision at central office, that's going to look different than how it plays out in your building versus my building. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that, that, that collaboration piece needs to come into play. Like, Hey, we want to move in this direction or we want to do this X, Y, and Z. What is that going to look like at Grandview middle school? What's that going to look at Martin city middle school? What's going to look at the high school? So basically when we make this decision, we know how all the dominoes are going to fall and not just making it in and say, Oh, well, the dominoes fall where they may. Yep. Can I ask a rhetorical question? What happens if your central office
0: has people that's never led a school? Okay. never mind. Uh, what, what, I, I just, I thought I'd just put that out there. I, but anyway, uh, Mr. Kennedy, sir, what, what are your thoughts? That was some shade. Willis know what I'm talking about, but what is, what are your thoughts on this? Whole topic? Uh,
4: I, I think as, as uh, principal ball already had specified um, some decisions that are being made uh, through a K through 12 model, just don't fit the bill. I think, there's things that are specific to elementary. There are things that are specific to middle school, specific to high school. Um, based on our declaration decisions by our families, you can see that in different school sites in the, in our large community, that there's different needs at our different elementary schools, that our different middle schools, and at our different high schools. Um, I want to trust the execs at our mm-hmm. school sites who have the most knowledge of, of, and preparedness on how to lead those schools. And so um, I think what's already been said is let the decisions be made by them uh, let them uh, tell you what they need. And more importantly, and we actually, you know, we happen to be a very well-resourced district. And um, sometimes the loudest uh, voice in the room or the deepest pockets in the room are the ones that get the immediate response and the, and the thumbs up and the okay. I'd like to see the, the people who are working the hardest be the ones who get asked, hey, what can we do for you? How else can we help support? How can we lighten the load? Because I think uh, Principal Ball, myself, and, and the administrative staff, you know, in our district are doing tremendous work. Um, But, you know, right now we just feel like behind the scenes folks, you know, put it on a really large show and hopefully people see those efforts. Um, But again, we want to know that, you know, our our input matters um, and also the work that we're doing behind the scenes is is also showing up on the front end as well.
0: But if you've never led a building or led a department, never
2: mind, let me stop. So give, give give us your take, Dave. What's your take on you know C, CO and what they should be doing right now? Um, stand out the way. I need you to um,
0: raise money. Make sure we got the proper PPEs. I need you to make sure that from a city standpoint that we're staying in tune with all the the things that are happening uh, from a health standpoint. And I need you to let the folks. In the building, the people that have led building and have taught in classrooms, I need you to let us do that. Um, like, you got to know, know, your, know your ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't know your ministry, then you need to say about the sermon book. So I, I, I appreciate, right? And it's not everybody. So, like, we have our CEO is phenomenal. The man knows his stuff, right? I ain't talking about him. i talking about everybody else the other other folks, Um, that if you ain't never let a building, don't come in here trying to – what you going to tell me about coaching? How you going to tell me to coach a teacher? Like, you ain't never coached a teacher. You barely taught a classroom. So I just – I feel like, again, people get those titles and they get those roles and everything and they they go to run with it, but you ain't never set in this seat. Or, or, Or to Mr. Kenny's point, like, even an AP seat because there's some power in that APC, right? Because you also get, shoot, you get the mess from the teachers and the mess from the principals, shoot. So, like, there's value in that. But if you never sat in those seats or, hell, even been a department chair, what you about to tell me about leading? So I, I, I feel like they, if, if you don't know it, like, you just back away. But that's also an issue that we shouldn't be putting those people in those positions. That's a show for another day. But what principals need, man, and this time, we like you said, have our back. Get us the things that we need so I can so when my teachers ask, and I ask you for it, I need you to make sure that when I go in front of my teacher, I can give them what they need and my kids what they need and my family's what they need and ultimately my community what they need. So
2: So speaking of that piece on what you need. So let's 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 cut out all the drowned out noise of what people above us are doing. Like I wanna hear kind of from everybody on the panel now is during this time as a teacher, you know, what do you need from your leader? to keep the essential functions of what we do important, instructing students at the forefront. And then I want to hear from the rest of my, my co-hosts as well. What are we doing to get those distractions out the way so our teachers can actually focus on the instruction that needs to happen for students? So I'm going to throw that out there.
3: Um, I'll start if that's okay. Um, Time, Um, a key to the front door.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Hey, y'all better not get these comments with I- my doc, what's the what's
5: what's going on? What's oh, on my
2: get what's in my,
1: my keys. I can't get in front. I can't get in the
2: front door. Keys, we got a problem. Get oh, in the front door, Doc.
3: What you doing? Those keys, I'm telling you. When I get in here, in Texas, when I'm standing outside the door like a stray dog, hello. <laughs> hey
2: hey, I
0: because I, Doc and they're uh, cooking them gourmet breakfasts in the morning.
3: That's oh, <laughs> what we doing. <laughs>
1: <more dinner? laughs>
3: I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so besides that, um, time is the biggest. Uh, it has always been impactful, but this year, it's it's crucial. Like if I had to pick one thing, and I remember exactly what Dr. Smith was talking about the day he said we're going to put off this um, PD. Uh, you know, it's like you you exhale, the whole building exhales. And this is, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the uh, comments. <laughs> so the time, it's always been important, never more important than right now.
2: Ms. Johnson, started something with these keys, man. T.R., you want to go ahead and take it? You next.
5: Go ahead so we can get off these keys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my thing is just, you know, help keep the the calmness of the school, you know, the tranquility that the students, you know, with all the chaos that's going on outside, this should be somewhat of their safe haven. So you being the first line of defense, in a sense, because you're the leader, keep that noise out and away from our students. Let us, you know, try to... Help shape them for what they are faced with, or what's getting ready to come their way. So, that's my take on that. To keep the keys, just keep them calm. It hey was. You got keep your you keys
0: up. right. You got your key to the building. Uh, okay. I
3: got two keys. That's uh, the, that's right. keys. You heard that? Two of. Sh-
2: shout out to Miss Salad for the seven fifteen a.m.
3: Um. Yes, six thirty would be amazing, but I do appreciate the seven fifteen.
2: <laughs> Kenny K, man, you up, man, you up, Kenny K. <laughs>
4: Uh, you know, obviously, uh, as you can see by my illustrious background right now, I'm in the belly of the beast. I'm in my, my pink-painted garage, um, and I work from home today. Why? Because this is a day where my wife also, who happens to work um, in a graduate school of education, is teaching a day-long seminar, and I'm helping to support by, uh, not support, to be a father, to to be a partner. Um, and so, you know, I have um, a nine-month-old and a, and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and so I need to be able to be present and accessible for them, um, as well as do my job, as well as be able to get on a podcast and, and, and have a conversation with folks. Um, I need that flexibility. Now, do I do that every day of the week? No, but my Wednesdays have typically during school closure have been, I'm, I'm at home. Uh, trust me, I'm doing a lot of hard work. I'm answering a lot of emails. I'm on a lot of Zoom calls and Google chats and the classroom observations. And I'm, you know, responding to work orders and checking in with the maintenance department and you know know that I'm working and know that I'm not slacking off. I think that sometimes is the is a perception of um, if you're in person, if you're remote, um, we want to always just honor each other's, uh, I think, expertise and more importantly, the grind is know that everyone's working hard right now and just reaffirm that, hey, I know you start with, I know you're working hard and genuinely mean that. And hey, I know you got to take care of your family. I know these are unprecedented times. I know that we don't know what um, you know, a month from now is going to look like because however many, eight, you know, 180 days ago we were talking about a two-week period of flattening the curve. Um, so if that's the case, we just again we have to adjust the sales as as we're steering this ship and know that again we got all the best interests and, and, and you know and personal welfare and personal well-being at heart. Um, so let's let's do this together and and sh- um, be flexible, but also again like have have a vision and have and, and have a plan. Um, if we are all in, you know, we can, we can fight and fuss behind closed doors. When we walk out, we're all aligned and we're all on the same page.
0: Those, those of us that, that, those of us that have been following our show um, over these 10 episodes, again, shout out to y'all that's, that have been rocking with us. Each of us, Dot Bob and I, we have a, a certain personality and a temperament and not even being in their buildings um, to that question. I know what type of leaders, ball and Dakar just, just the way they, they carry themselves. But for me and and Willis knows, man, I don't know if it's like, like I said, I don't know if it's youthful inexperience or just like a rebellious streak, but I tell my staff, man, I'm going to take all the shit, right? I'm going to take all the heat. I'm going to get into trouble. So y'all don't have to get in trouble because if, if, if I can, if I can weather that or be that umbrella, right. That catches that rain y'all can stay dry and do the work that you need to. I tell myself all the time, I get in enough trouble for everybody in the building. So can't nobody get in trouble because that's my job. My job is to say things. My job is to ruffle feathers. My job is to to speak up on your behalf. And I believe I have to do that because, as they said, I have to make sure I shield them from all the mess. Or in the words of Ms. Ms. Johnson said, those distractors. And so, like, my role into this is so in order for them to do the teaching and learning, I got to take all the heat. So I got to be the one that catches the network staff and things like that. Um, but I aspire to 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 have that level of calmness and, and to and have that persona that I know that definitely ball guy. And, and, and it's not a joke, but I know what type of leader he is, and I know when he walks in that he comes in there, and I know for a fact that they see his his mentality like, okay, it's gonna be fine. Even it could be bad shit crazy, but I know the way that they care themselves that it's gonna be all right. Cause I'm leaning and I got y'all, but I want to hear specifically from y'all. That's just my perception of y'all, but how is it that you make sure that your, your teachers are able to do the teaching and learning for kids?
2: Uh, I guess my, my first thing is every decision I make, I'm, I'm making it from the standpoint of when I was a teacher, what kind of principle did I want? You know, I, I want to be that principal. I always want to. So I'm, every decision I'm making, no matter if when I'm talking about planning time, when I talk about how we laid out our schedule for this year with virtual versus in-person learning is what is going to be the least amount of stress on my teacher. And today we had a BOT meeting and we were looking at our second quarter goals and we got some things that we started first quarter that we didn't hit our, you know, we didn't get fully implemented. And we talked about how do we, what does that look like second quarter? And, you know, there was a lot of discussion and we came up with a couple of things, but my thing is, I don't want it to be an add on for teachers. I want them to be able to say, I'm already doing this. How do I redefine it to fit what we're already trying to do in the school? Like my thing is I never want to add to what is going on. And Miss T. Watson is in the, uh, my, my teachers is in the in the, the comments. She was on my interview panel for this job. And one of the things I told them was that at GMS and what I knew about GMS before I took this job, there was a lot of things going on. There was, there was hamburger over here and there was noodles over here and there was pasta sauce over here. I want to come in and make spaghetti. I don't want to have hamburger pasta. I want to make spaghetti. I want everything to gel and flow together. So there were some things when I took over, we cut out. We put on the back burner. We didn't do anymore because it wasn't taking us to where we were trying to go. So I came in with a clear vision like, hey, here's where we're going and here's how we're going to get there. I can't do this alone and I can't do this with just two people. I need everybody to be on board and slowly but surely. And some of it was rough. The people that wasn't on board aren't here no more. And I've only been here a year and a quarter but I made it known from jump, like this is where we're going because I know this is what are gonna get results for our students. And then I always wanna make sure that my teachers, like you said, I wanna shield my teachers from any blowback. I tell them all the time, if things go right, I'm gonna give you all the praise, but if they go downhill, I'm gonna take all the hit and I'm gonna own it. This was my decision because I don't want everything to fall, anything to ever fall back on you for doing what I asked you to do. I made that decision. So that's kind of the the way that I try to approach it. Uh, And then, you know what I'm saying? Always, you know, showing them appreciation because sometimes, like I said, we don't get appreciation from outside this building. So I want to make sure I'm always shying my, my staff with appreciation. Just if it's the gift of time, you know, final Fridays that we do, whatever it may be. And like I said, final Fridays is this Friday. Make sure you put, watch out on Twitter when final Fridays going to go down like at a GMS. So, but that's, that's me. <laughs> hey, hey, Renee Brown,
0: t- t- Tilly Summit got a spot. What's up? Indy is thriving. We got, oh, t- watch, let's tell him we got, we got room. We got room at the Summit. Definitely
1: we got the room at the here. summit. Bob, go ahead, man. Nice. No, I'm a, going I'm to a, I'm a defer because uh, I know my man Kenny's got to go. But uh, I wanted to give him the, the chance to to kind of finish up, um, give us some, some some of his closing thoughts because he has to take off for another meeting.
4: Uh, I'm just uh, really happy to have been in the conversation today with each of you. Um, I know we're all doing tremendous work. Um, but just as a reminder, I, again, in the service of kids, can't, can't thank you all enough for what you do in the classroom, what you do in the office, um, what you do in your communities. Um, you know, I'm actually leaving to go to another African-American male uh, alumni of a, of a leadership program that I went to at UC Berkeley. Um, and that's really nice to talk about as a group of men. But I can't help but think about the, the, the incredible women you know, that I work with and you know, one that I happen to be married to. Um, Alex Kahn, uh, she actually wrote a book. Uh, or was a co-author of a book with Becky Cohn Vargas and Amy Epstein on identity safe schools for grades six through 12. And when we talk about how we honor and acknowledge our, our teachers, how do we honor and acknowledge our students? How do we make them feel physically, intellectually and emotionally safe? That's key. Um, and I know that again, we have our work cut out for us for whatever transition we're about to uh, embrace come January. I hope each and every one of you, you know, your, your colleagues and, and our students during that winter break are safe. I, I think, think you know, with Thanksgiving, obviously, eat well, but also be mindful of what the real history is behind that, because that's a whole other co- conversation to pop the cork behind, right? Um, we have to make sure that we're uh, identifying and acknowledging the, the real roots and real history. And so while I have, you know, some ham hocks, some collard greens, and some cornbread, fresh on the stove, ready to serve for dinner tonight, I know that's, a, that's an acknowledgement and paying homage to my grandmother, to my to my ancestors, to my to, to to my deep roots, and again, I appreciate you. This has been, you know, food for the soul as well. So, good luck to each of you. Uh, stay positive, stay blessed, and and have a great rest of
1: your day. Hey,
0: hey, hey we appreciate, appreciate you God coming on, T.K. Okay,
1: man, Thank you. appreciate you. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate Kenny. Um, so I'm happy he was able to join us. But you know, just to go back to the question, uh, I, I think you know I show up at school the same way that I show up here. I'm pretty chill. Laid back, but at the same time, you know my staff knows that when stuff goes sideways, uh, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to communicate clearly as possible. You know, like like we talked about earlier, uh, when you don't when I don't have the answers, it's okay because I'm going to get back with them and let them know. But I, I think Doc, as you talked about, having that clear vision of what you want to see at the very end and bringing everybody on uh, is is where, where I'm at. Um, I'm in year two and, you know, year one finished, uh, dramatically like, you know, what, where, where are we at? What's, what's going on here? Um, but I think just with, with my nature, my personality, um, you know, and I've talked about this, um, you know, previously, but, you know, my time in combat (laughs) prepared me for this, you know, my time in the army prepared me for this. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of things scarier than, than not knowing where. you know, where the next thing's coming from and uh, when your life is on the line. And, and, and to some extent, we're at that, a similar point right now. And that's, that's the tension that everyone's feeling. And, you know, we're, we're planning to go back in January and folks are like, you know, the more and more conversations I have with staff, they're, you know, the more and more the, the, their feelings are coming out. And so just trying to be calm and can and consistent and supportive is exactly what my staff needs right now so um you know that's that's where i'm at with uh with the support and 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 helping my teachers get to where they need to be as far as teaching and learning in their classrooms
0: man i can't who we at at the at the at the point at the hour point so as we always do we do final thoughts uh, so we're we going to do final thoughts. Um, Willis, we'll start with you, give you a final thoughts. Miss Johnson, we'll go to you and then the fellas and I will close it out uh, with final thoughts. So I- I'll kick it off for the AOS since I started the show. But Willis will go to you, Miss Johnson. Then I'll go for final thoughts. So T. Will, what's your final thoughts tonight?
5: All right. My final thoughts is just, you know, I feel like when we hit the aspects on leaders, you know what we're looking for uh, as far as teachers, what we're looking for from our leaders. And I commend you three black men for showing that strength and being powerful and giving that leadership that the the school needs. And going back to what you said, when new leaders step in, like don't take everything and section it off, put it all together and make that spaghetti, you know, season it up and get it what works for your school. As far as the higher ups coming in, like if you, especially when you come to, to schools that are in the urban communities who are um, serving black children, like, you haven't lived in that black skin to be able to relate to what it is this child is going through or what their family has been through. So your fantastic plans, like, oh, this will work. Like, don't come through with those and sweep us off our feet or plan on doing that without asking us what we need first for our children to be successful. Um, and then I just, you know, the ultimate goal at the end of the day is for the children. How do we prepare them and, and think of them as who they are? You know, not all, all of these children. No, these children are different. They, where they live at is different. Uh, their families are different. Their backgrounds are different. So what is going to work for these particular children to make them successful, to help them? And that's what we need to focus on. It's all about the kids. It's all about the babies.
2: That's right. Thank you. Well, hey, T. Real quick, quick real quick, real quick before we get to Miss Johnson. Can I see T. I I want to see T. Wheel's shirt. I got to see the shirt.
5: Man who stands for nothing will fall for anything.
2: That's, that's right. dope. That's dope. <laughs> that's my boy, Mac. <laughs>
3: Nice. um I want to thank you for letting me participate in this um, the these conversations and I've watched most of your podcasts and I think you tackle some um, very relevant but tough issues and these conversations with teachers um, they just haven't gone on and knowing that we could be potentially looking at a teacher shortage, in the near future, I think this is one important key to keeping teachers in the profession, um, because feeling like we have a voice is crucial. And I have learned a lot tonight um, from the administrator's point of view, as far as um, when I got the list of questions, I it really made me stop and think um, exactly how I am supporting my own leaders not only how they're supporting uh,
2: Kiki, can you come up the front door Kiki, can you come the front door
3: not only how they're supporting me and i think it just made me kind of switch my paradigm a little bit and um while constantly reinforcing our purpose for being here which is students
0: absolutely i appreciate it my final thoughts is come come in three parts first um T-Way, i'm going to make sure you get your flowers and here's what I'm gonna say. So September 2019, man, my my uh my passion and and my my recklessness got me in a bind. And T. Will was one of the ones she had my back, man. She went the back for me. She went up to that that board meeting and, and she had my back. And so I'm forever in debt with you for that. And so I appreciate it. But also, she teaches second and third grade writing. And I tweeted this the other day. A second grader came up to me and said, "Miss McGuire." Why does America hate the black man? And then today I had a second grade little girl that said to me, how many strikes do you have? And I said, I got two baby. And she said, is it because you're a male and you black? And she said, yeah. I said, well, how many do you say? She said, well, I have one cause I'm a, I'm a black girl, right? What she's doing is she's at a young age. She's pouring into these kids and teaching them about their roots, right? That what you see on that shirt and that button and that hat, that's her a hundred percent. Like these kids, are getting what they need and, and, and learning who they are in this America. And and we talk about James Baldwin and, and kids being conscious. She's making sure that our second and third graders are conscious at that young age. And it was powerful for him to ask me that. And she told them, every black man you see, you ask him that question. Why does America hate the black man? Because when he grows up and be a black man, he needs to recognize that this world does hate him but that doesn't mean he can't be successful. And so I want to make sure you get your flowers for that. Cause I appreciate that as a principal, but also as a black man and for the black boys and black girls that we got in our school. And last but not least, 8 PM tonight, libations is going to go down. Shout out to who's in drop three albums this week. He got two more coming out. Make sure y'all tune in at 8 PM. And I appreciate everybody for rocking with us on these 10 episodes.
1: Nice doc. I know you're going to blow up the spot, so I'll go and let you close things out. Okay, so you know as I mentioned before, it's kind of a this long process with with staff with my families and just you know the communication and what we're doing uh, next next uh, semester uh and and I saw this quote by um it was posted on Twitter by one of my favorite leaders, uh, retired general Martin Dempsey, former uh, chief of staff. Um, of the, uh, me, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, West Point graduate, So he was uh, someone I look up to. And uh, he, he posted this quote from Wendy Kopp, CEO of TFA, um, that said, it's easier to poke holes in an idea than think of ways to fill them. And I just, thinking about that, it's so easy to attack someone's plan, someone's guide, someone's vision, but it takes real work to pour into that, to fill those holes, to fill the gaps. And I just want everybody to think about that as we're going through this transition, whatever it looks like in in Indy, in, um, in, in Missouri, think about how you can fill those holes versus creating more. Appreciate y'all and uh, I'm just, you know, Thankful for for this uh, this platform that we have. Absolutely, let's go, Doc.
2: So, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a my mind is in three points. Three points. The first one is uh, shout out to Miss Johnson. Thank you for coming on. Real quick, quick story about Miss Johnson and why I love Miss Johnson so much. Last year, my first year um, here at Grandview Middle School, uh, Miss Johnson seen my passion for literacy and making sure that. Uh, our students can read and enjoy reading, especially our black boys. because There's so many black boys that are reluctant readers. And um, over the summer, I came across this book um, by Nick Stone, Dear Martin. I know everybody didn't heard about it. Loved it, fell in love with it, told Ms. Johnson about it. And Ms. Johnson was like, well, Dr. Smith, I, I want to start a book club, you know, for boys to, do- to go through this book. And I'm like, all right, you know, we can do it after school. She was like, no, I'm gonna give up my lunch period. We're gonna do it over lunch. That way kids don't have to stay after school to be a part of this book club. And from that point on, you know, I knew Ms. Johnson was was something special. You know to give up her lunch period, you know, four days a week to sit with uh two boys on two days a week to read Dear Martin and then with our female students they read the hate you the hate you get. Um and it was it was a magical time during those book clubs. And now she started up again this year. And now we're doing Dear Justice with our boys this year. So shout out to Miss Johnson for that. Um, Matt, I mean I have so much respect for what she did with that there. Uh the next thing I want to address this key issue here at GMS. So this is what I'm gonna put out to the staff. When Miss T Watson can get to work by seven forty-five for a month straight. Y'all can get some keys back. Oh, so we don't put it out like that. So no, we gonna do. That's what we gonna do. Uh, so last thing, let's wow. let's, get, let's get serious real quick. Wow, I want to talk lastly to the village. So you know, from the beginning, um, when we did this show, I talked about how going into the school year is gonna take the village to make this happen. And uh, I remember back in the spring, everybody was rah rah for teachers. Everybody was pumping up teachers. They was gonna get the best gifts and things like that there. Over the summer, you know, everybody was looking forward to that or whatever. And then we hit this school year. And I think, I don't know if people are just at a point where they're frustrated and I get it as a parent, you're frustrated. But I wanna to talk to the village and I wanna to talk to not all the village, but those people that are sitting down on their job in the village. I wanna to talk to those teachers who are still teaching the same way they taught last year, thinking they gonna get some better results in a different time. You gonna to have to do something different. And that means you're going to have to think outside the box. That means you're going to have to get off your ass and actually teach. That means you're going to have to do something special. you you just going to have to. And that may mean doing a little bit extra beyond your contracted time, because that's just the time we in. And for my teachers who are doing that, for my teachers who I know on Sundays is having Zoom calls with parents and students to go over work, to Miss Johnson, who drove around Grandview delivering books to kids at their house, shout out to y'all for doing the work. But then I want to talk to y'all parents. Because I'm at the breaking point with some of y'all parents. Because I'm tired of parents calling me, emailing me, talking about my kid turning an assignment yesterday. Why hasn't it been graded yet when the assignment was due three weeks ago? Or your kid done turned in 10 missing assignments and you want to know why they've been graded. Why you got your neck on my teacher, but you didn't have your neck on your child's when it was missing all 10 of them assignments every week? So how about you step your game up? Because my teachers are stepping that game up. That's the part I'm getting mad with the village because... Parents was riding for teachers in the spring. And I know teachers out there killing themselves to make this thing work. But somehow parents are taking their frustrations out on teachers. And that's not right. And it's a whole bunch of my parents out there that are doing it. They are very appreciative. But y'all parents that aren't doing your job, that's not upholding your end of the bargain, I got a problem with you. And no matter if you're the teacher, the principal, or the parent, if any of us drop the ball, the whole system fails. So I need everybody to step their game up and stop lacking and sitting down on the job or all of our kids are going to pay the price in the end. And I'm out. I used to be the
0: most hated person on the show. I'm now second. So doc, you're now first. You spoke the truth, but you know, you're about to have a lot of folks on your neck, but it's all good. But again, this has been episode 10 of the AOS podcast. Appreciate everybody rocking with us. Love. I see. we see y'all in two weeks next week for the Thank Twitter you. chat. Um it's it's been amazing. We appreciate you. We out here. Uh Lightlight Light Candles, Black King just launched. Make sure I go get that. Support my, my info. I gotta support my people. Uh we out here, y'all. We out, but we out. Eastside of that.
2: Go Amazing.